0: It's, uh that reminds me I'm sorry that I mentioned the best friends on literally every episode but uh, Greg minute. In it, this is the Dustin Minute. actually he had a he like likes coming up with uh, wrestling characters that he would never be able to do and just like pitching them to people and one of his was an anti-semitic baby face <laughs> <laughs> who just like comes out and it is just like like a fiery like 80s baby face who's just like I'm here to do my best and everything I'm here I'm here for the fans I love the fans except the Jewish ones thank you so much like just <laughs> I think that's the funniest shit
1: I think that's maybe why I like them so much Because that sense of humor is my exact one Totally, totally And the exact sort of things that I deservedly get in trouble for Right But for that one, I would just like to say my last name is Milman. It's fine Is that a Jewish name? Yeah, I'm like, I wasn't raised in the religion But I'm, uh, blood-wise, I'm a havesy Okay, fair it's enough fun
0: Uh, anyway, just a minute over Um, <laughs> Welcome to WrestleSplania. My name is Kath Barbadoro. I'm here with my co-host, Rachel Millman. Hello. And this is a podcast where I, a wrestling fan, explain why wrestling is good to Rachel Millman, a
1: future wrestling fan. Yay! Uh, it's, it's, I think it's just, I'm basically a noob at this point, right?
0: Yeah, I think you've graduated to
1: new wrestling fan. I've definitely graduated to noob because every time I talk to you about it now or talk to you about, you know, the quote, end quote, homework that I have that I have to watch for this show <laughs> is that I'm always just kind of like hey this this is like this and this is like that and you're like oh you understand wrestling so purely you've been a
0: very good student
1: <laughs> and by it's- that I mean you mostly agree with me <laughs> I'm sort of nervous about like the first time that we definitively disagree on a wrestler it's going to happen. It's going to be happen. okay. And I know it'll be fine, but I think because I tried to be so averse to conflict and or in other ways that I'm just like, no, the person who's usually on my side here, <laughs> I could fuck up. I'm
0: I'm open to it. I think I have some like hot wrestling takes that people will disagree with a lot that you might disagree with. But I mean,
1: people are already sort of like, I can't believe you guys don't aren't that into Finn as a sexual excuse object. Excuse you, Fergal. Fergal. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> fuck. I, uh, I aren't that into Fergal as a sexual object. <laughs> and just like, that's always wild to me. That's always wild to me because it's, if I'm not into somebody as a hot guy or a hot girl or a hot person, that just means that there's one less person in line. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I understand it. You want the camar- camaraderie of thinking, hey, this person's really hot, but that's okay. That's your prerogative. I just... <laughs> his thighs are great. That's Well, you all. know that
0: thing when, like, uh, in real life, not in wrestling life, because all of these people are, like, absurdly perfect specimens. Um, but you know that thing in real life when you like somebody and you get to the point where like you have a crush on them and you sort of realize like you're grateful for their flaws because it means that other people might not be in competition with you for them. Oh, you, you know that thing?
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah definitely. Yeah, we're oh like, my he's god. He's so
0: cute and I'm so glad his teeth are crooked because like I'm into that but other people aren't. <laughs>
1: yeah or just yeah. like I'm so glad he didn't wash his hair today. Yeah. No yeah, one yeah. else is going to look at him. Which no is one like, knows. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's the uh, it's that version of like oh you should wear like do you remember in A Wrinkle in time where the love interest says to Meg, like, "You should keep your glasses on. It keeps your eyes a secret." It's that. It's totally that.
0: <laughs> God, Wrinkle
1: Time is so good. I can't wait for it to be honest with you. I love that book as a kid. That I'm very excited for the movie. So good. I never want someone to analyze about how it's the weirder parts of Christianity, even though I know it is. Nope. Don't care. Don't care. It's great. Uh, Charles was like a perfect male avatar for every crush you wanted to happen totally. to you. God, and do you know how much I want a guy to tell me to keep my
0: glasses on because it keeps my eyes a secret. No, oh, I,
1: I just want to be she's all vetted with magic day in and day out. And did you know, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sade is doing any songs for the soundtrack? <gasps> That's amazing. I know. Um, <laughs> well, we need to get into
0: what we're actually talking about. Now
1: that we're done talking about Sade. Uh,
0: <laughs> so uh, this weekend, we had a great time. I brought Rachel to her first live wrestling show, which was Evolve 100 at Laboom in Queens. And... Um, rachel pointed this out and i often forget this which is again why i'm grateful for you being a new wrestling fan and into this and stuff um a lot of people who don't really follow this don't know really the difference of like they just think everything's wwe yeah they don't realize or they're like there's wwe and then there's japan whatever wwe there's...
1: or smackdown are they usually the two <laughs> distinctions and those are under the same header those are now, the same right? thing yeah well,
0: smackdown is a Raw and SmackDown are WWE shows. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so Evolve, the thing we went to, is a perfect example of um, like a smaller promotion, an indie promotion. It's an indie label, yeah. Yeah. And there's a ton of indie wrestling. If anybody listening, um, if you live in New York, if you live on the eastern seaboard, there's definitely a great indie promotion near you. But there's indie... Decent indie promotions All around the country So if you're interested in this You can see a good wrestling show A decent wrestling show Probably once a month If you really want to But anyway So that's what we went to go see So it's people that are Very well-known, and Evolve is one of the bigger indies, so it's people who are really well-known in the indie scene, but who are not on television and are not in WWE. So uh, that's what we went to. It was at a place called La Boom, as I said, which is a, I think, mostly like a Spanish language nightclub, like they have a lot of like like Spanish-speaking
1: musical acts and stuff that come through. And it says a lot of wrestling and wrestling fans that... Maybe like Brooklyn residents were willing to go to Queens on a snowy weekend
0: yeah we, we, we like walked through a snowstorm it was it was intense um yeah. and now it's 72 degrees today because the world is fucking ending but I'm, whatever yeah
1: the world is it's the world's definitely ending and it's fine it, that's okay we're doing all right with I it just, it means I don't have to have kids yeah yeah that's fine that pressure's how off. free you know I know but yeah, so we went and uh,
0: I've been to I've been to a, a show at this venue before. I went to the last Evolve show in New York there. So I, I was really excited to bring you to that and let you experience that because that's what really got me into it, really interested in wrestling. I watched it on TV, but I didn't fully understand the appeal until I saw it live. Mm. And I think part of that is because I myself am a live performer and I love... Um, I love crowd energy and I because I've been performing live for so many years, I've I've am very receptive to crowd energy and I like being in that uh, experience from a, a different perspective than I normally am. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to know kind of generally what your thoughts on it were
1: going in. I think I was expecting something along the lines of going to a show at a VFW or something like that, or maybe like a, like a punk show or something, like a punk show or you know a. I'm trying to think of whatever record label, but I can't spit it out right now. What was the one that brand new was signed to? Oh, fuck. They're problematic now. Uh, I don't (laughs) have no idea. Or something like that. I was thinking of something along those lines or maybe not like a VFW, but a slightly nicer venue. And I did not get that feeling at all. Which was fun to have my prediction be incorrect. So you felt like the the boom was nicer than you thought. It was just or? it was just a completely different vibe. It mm-hmm. was about the same as any sort of Saratoga winners or a uh, Clifton Park uh, Northern Lights type place. I'm just naming. Yeah, uh, I don't know what any uh, of those are. I'm just are. naming capital region venues. Uh, <laughs> but it was. I thought it was interesting. I thought the uh, the gendered entrance lines were really funny.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> we got there and. Um, You have to get your bag searched and everything when you go in. And they had a a female security person and a male security person. And they were segregating your security line by gender, which at a wrestling show. It was
1: basically like getting (laughs) VIP access, except all of the men were holding the tickets. So there was just a gaggle of women up top being like, can I just go down and grab my ticket for my boyfriend? And security (laughs) wouldn't let us do it. And they kept being like, stand against the wall. And we would stand against the wall. And then- I think because a security guard is or- already already in the mode of a fight could break out because it's a wrestling show, right. he was just completely frenetic yeah. and was like, "Oh, we need you to go wait over here." And he moved us three different times waiting for the dudes <laughs> to just get through security. Yeah, because there were
0: there were I would say conservatively it was probably a 75 men, 25 I would women. say 85-15. Yeah, it's it was very very male and that's true of most wrestling shows. Um, we're going to go to Ring of Honor soon, which I think is going to be interesting because Ring- the Ring of Honor crowd is, like, I think even more kind of macho. Like... I don't know. What were you? What were your thoughts on like the people watching and sort of the base of people that were there?
1: Um, the first people watching real intake I took was when I watched a guy on crutches get up the stairs, and I was like, "How is this accessible to anybody yeah. who does not have legs that were a body that works in yeah, like the quote unquote normal sense? How we the had to fuck go, do you do this? We had to go up like two flights of stairs to yeah, get into the venue. Relatively steep stairs, starting to be covered in snow. Uh, that was my first big impression. A lot of them were what you could say were standard looking wrestling fans or like what you would think a wrestling fan would look like. But it was also and maybe that's because we live in what you could call like a hip city. There were definitely people who were just like, oh, that just like that person just kind of looks like me. Mm-hmm. and maybe maybe I'm deeply uncool and this person was also deeply uncool but it was just like oh these are just these seem like pretty normal people yeah I thought um it there was definitely groups of like nine dorks who were all five nine <laughs> mm-hmm. especially the dudes in front of us yeah
0: I want to talk about them <laughs> I, I want to talk about them too so, but uh I I don't know. I have gone to a lot of wrestling shows. And um, I even though there is that like very dramatic gender split, I usually feel pretty comfortable. I I've felt I've rarely felt like stressed out by the fact that it's so m-
1: yeah there's male. Never any. And I actually wanted to say that earlier. There's not the only thing that's a bummer about it being like 80 20 ratio of men to women is that women aren't there having fun I don't feel unsafe I don't I'm not like oh I'm surrounded by all this misogyny like it's just everybody's there to have fun yeah and I think that
0: it really depends on the on the venue and the promotion because I know that there are promotions that don't have that and and that I think I probably would feel uncomfortable at but I didn't feel that here which is
1: very helpful
0: and to me uh this crowd seemed like, again, people who like wrestling that like it are more like us yeah. they are not necessarily like there were definitely conventional wrestling fans there for sure, but it's a little bit more of this, like, uh, people who maybe came to it later in life, people who experience it more as art rather than as sport, yeah which, you know, so I, there was a little bit of that. I also think that, um, It was more... It wasn't super diverse. It was predominantly white, but it was more diverse than a lot of other wrestling shows I've been to um, racially. So that was kind of nice. I don't know if that has to do with the fact that it was in Queens. um,
1: Yeah, that's very true. I definitely saw um, a lot of Hispanic fans, Mm -hmm. but... I just, there's just a thing I noticed. That's not any like proclamation about like, you know, Mexican people are more into wrestling. I just noticed more Hispanic fans.
0: Uh, (laughs) Age wise, I feel like it was mostly people around our age. Later millennials. I didn't see that many kids, which I was a little surprised by because I feel like I usually see kids
1: at shows. I saw kids at the end. Yeah. And that's also because your impressions upon entering and exiting are always very different because... Entering, I'm seeing like very few women come through, and then exiting, I'm seeing more women because they're no longer being straggled through, right? Right, right, yeah. Uh, and we definitely saw more kids at the end because they were all waiting to meet Matt Riddle, right? Right, right, the Kids love <laughs> who we'll talk about. Uh, he
0: was so good. So, another thing I wanted to ask you about and talk about is one of the things that I really like about seeing wrestling live is the participatory nature of it. Oh, yeah, I feel like. We're both pretty rowdy people, I would say. (laughs) We're both like pretty loud, pretty. We like to kind of start shit and have
1: fun. You told me you were really excited just because I'm very good at yelling. And I will say that is true. And I'm (laughs) great at it. Uh, yeah, Rachel did some
0: great yelling work. Uh, we chanted a <laughs> like lot.
1: Why do you call it work. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just second in nature, me. the idea that I could ever call it any sort of job oh. is very good to me. Well,
0: it's, I think the thing I like is, like I said in our first episode, the reason I like wrestling so much is I totally lose myself in it. And when I see it live, the fact that I'm allowed to lose myself in it to the point where I'm like screaming my fucking head off and it's okay and everybody's like fine with it is very nice to me. Especially because I'm usually higher drunk. So it's (laughs) like, I just am like not a person anymore. I'm just like... (gasps)
1: Like, I think that's also because you come from a background of stand up and comedy and hecklers are a grand sin and people yes. who talk through your show are a grand sin. Yes. So even though you may feel a need to go, hey, man, that Cosby joke sucks at an open mic, you can there, you can be like, hey, fuck you. Fuck any sort of thing that you're doing if I don't like it or you're great and I love you. Yeah. You can absolutely engage more with that. So I would think that that's probably way more fun for you. And for me as a person who attends comedy events a lot. Yeah, I or- and- Spoken words or participates in them. Yeah, it's such a different um,
0: dynamic, and I like that I'm able to sort of externalize my enjoyment in that way. In that, like, you can change the course of the show by doing that. Like, wrestlers often will respond to people who are yelling stuff, and like that. I, I just think it's really cool. I will say though, um, and people might disagree with me. Here's a hot take about wrestling show etiquette. Um, you get, you get one funny yell a show. You get like one joke that you get to yell out. Ooh. You can't, you gotta stop after that. Like that's the people in front of us were like trying to be goofy the whole time. And I was like, this isn't about you. Stop.
1: Oh, I agree with that, actually. Unless you're very, very good at the funny call-outs. But I imagine Even it's, then, it's not... I just think it's not your show. Like It's you not gotta, your show. Even if you have great suggestions for improv, <laughs> you're yeah. just, like, not... Like, you're not the people on stage.
0: Right. And it's, like, you You just gotta pick your spots. Like, you can do it if you... You got, like, wrestling shows are long. I'm not saying, like, it's a hard and fast rule, one and done. But, like,
1: you, be sparing about do it. Do one at the en- beginning and one at the end.
0: Yeah, just... just Don't... It's, again, recognize it's not about you. And uh, I've... The guys in
1: front of us also had a very... There was one guy, because... To fast forward a little bit, and we're going to cover it in full, one of the matches was was with A.R. Fox, and he has this fantastic crew with him. Yeah. And there was one guy in a really... I'm gonna assume guy uh, In a really long weave Down to his butt And the guy in front of us Was like cool weave And I was like That's a little racist They were saying
0: some stuff They also um, During the Keith The air So air fox fought Keith Lee And um We're gonna delve into that Don't worry Yeah But during that match He kept yelling like Keith Lee Fuck my wife Which like (gasps) yeah, Yeah And so If you don't know Keith Lee is like a big black dude And this guy was a little white guy Being even nominally familiar With cuckold porn You realize There are some weird racial overtones there, even as he's trying to be like funny and complimentary. So those dudes were like, they were getting a little weird. Yeah. So yeah, Lee and Air Fox both black. These people were both white. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Just a little weird. I doubt those guys follow us, but if they do, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Don't just. I get it, but like. Again, pick your spots, pick your joke, everybody will laugh at it, but you gotta settle down. This show wasn't as bad. when I The last time I went to Ring of Honor, there were a lot of people trying to be goofy, and it's just like...
1: Just settle down, well, there are also matches, and I say this again, coming from very little experience, but I can already tell there are also matches where it's okay to shout stuff out, and there are matches where it's not well there's times there's times for it, like when I a- just I can't imagine doing a shout out during Omega Jericho,
0: yeah, I mean mm-hmm.
1: you have to have chutzpah for that, it
0: might be okay, it's just you don't like if a wrestler is about to do a promo shut up like if, read the room yeah read the room exactly read the room that's the main message um and i get it people get drunk and like i said i'm super vocal during wrestling so i'm so
1: glad i didn't hear the cuck joke
0: yeah you were you were in the bathroom or something I pissed yeah i wasn't very annoyed <laughs> yeah but yeah um so but we both liked that i think
1: we were both i think probably the noisiest people in our group we were that the, all went we were the rowdiest women on our side of the ring yeah for I think so. sure because to the point where somebody who I ran into there was like wow you're at a wrestling show and I was like I have a podcast uh, he tweeted like I love hearing random woos and looking over and seeing that it's <laughs> Rachel knowing it's Rachel well because I, I haven't have I talked? I don't think I've talked about this on the show yet I have a very distinctive tone of voice and not just to the dude who emailed and said I sound like Dustin from Stranger Things <laughs> which is still I have to say I don't agree with it but it was such a potent comment that it's obviously still cooking in my mind. (laughs) Like, I don't agree with it, but you got me, so I have to give you credit. Uh, uh, But because in the past, I've gone to Comedy Central tapings and stuff, and during the first half, I have a very distinctive laugh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I have a distinctive laugh. I do too. Uh, And you know, you love bringing me to shows because my laugh is so...
0: Yeah, notable. You're a good audience participant. I am in that way because, like you, you said, you don't
1: you don't like heckle or anything. You just have a very loud, strong laugh. That- boisterous, boisterous is the word. Boisterous. Uh, but when I went to a Comedy Central taping a couple years ago, during the first half, I was up in the balcony, and then a crew member came and got me and was like, "We need you to move. We're going to move you down front." just so we can switch it out for the audience. And then they just sat me right next to the sound booth. Nice. They see them extend a mic out and I register it, but I don't think about it. And then months later, I'm watching something on Comedy Central for a taping I wasn't at. And my laugh laugh? was looped over it. That's awesome. My specific giggle. And I've to the point where I've had people tweet at me and be like, because I tweeted about it like if you ever hear a weird laugh looped over Comedy Central over these specific specials it might be me to the point where somebody was like I searched for this comedian and laugh and I found you and that was <laughs> you I used to call it Wilhelm Chuckle but that's like a little too clever so I just don't <laughs> call it anything and I tell people about it sometimes
0: <laughs> Um I have a question so obviously wrestling is fake or worked as they say in the biz um, Don't uh, It's real I know It's real Remarks It's real I love but it But I wanted to ask you about that Because um, A lot of people are like When they see it In real life They are more Cognizant of the ways That it is Fake Did you feel that way? Or did you feel like you were just as able to buy in?
1: I felt maybe it was the specific performers we had. I felt it was easier. It was actually easier to buy in for me live because when I'm watching something on a screen, it's I can pause or rewind or zero in on things very quickly. Like we watched a bunch of, because after this we're recording our best friends episode, we watched a bunch of Trent and Chuck matches. And what I noticed about those matches is that you can see them putting their hand on each other's thigh when they're about to lift each other up because it's a, it's a ballet. Uh, and I didn't see that as much when they were about to be lifted because you usually see the other person leaning into it or you can read their body language and know that they're making themselves lighter or just mm-hmm. positioning themselves. They're jumping for the nec- with the lift like, for the stuff next like that. move and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't see that as much just because there was so much going on around me that it was almost easier to buy in. That's also, cool. there was blood at this one. Yeah, so It's it, hard to be like, that's fake.
0: That's the thing is, I think part of that is because we there were a lot of performers on this show who are known for being what's called like shoot fighters like so in wrestling like i said wrestling is fake or worked a work is um the fake stuff a work is like the stuff you do to convince the crowd that what they're watching is real shoot is legit real stuff so okay
1: like so somebody Matt so- riddle's blood
0: was Shoot. Shoot blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Matt Riddle, who was a UFC champion, is a shoot fighter because he. Like, he UFC fighting is shoot fighting. That's real. That's real, yeah. So we had a bunch of um, wrestlers who were kind of known for either shoot fighting or stiff strikes. There was a lot of chops in this, which is, chops are the ones where they get hit across the chest and everybody goes,
1: woo, because of Ric Flair. Yeah, and that was fun to explain that to Nate afterward, because he didn't understand why we were wooing so much. And I was like, (laughs) well, Ric Flair... uh, but but yeah, I think so our we had, woos were really good, too. We had some good moves. We should That's have a woo-off. Yeah. <laughs> woo! But,
0: uh, yeah, so, like, um, Dom Garini does jiu-jitsu. Matt Riddle's a UFC champion. Keith Lee is known for super stiff strikes. Zack Sabre Jr. is a legit amateur wrestler before he was a pro wrestler. So there are a lot of people who do... Real.
1: Oh, I didn't know that about Zach.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's like he's what's called a technical wrestler. That's why he does all those holds. And he like.
1: Oh. Okay. I think I knew that about the holds, but for some reason I didn't to connect it to. Oh, he must have done this when he was in high school. Well, he's from Britain, so primary, whatever. I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I but never yeah. know the names. So
0: he's a, he's a technical wrestler. So there's there's just a lot of stuff that um, if it was worked, it was less worked than. For example, an example of um, somebody who's more kind of your classic pro wrestler is AR Fox. AR Fox is very like, he's very obvious about like slapping his leg when he
1: does a a punch or something like that. I kind of love that though. Oh yeah, it's great. It's just a different style. It's a different style and even though it doesn't make it it, it, him punching anybody less real, it's, a psychological reassurance to the audience of this doesn't hurt 100%. <laughs> and it's ta- it's it's fun because it's reassurance and it's a trick because the audience is going to go, oh, that hurts 50% when it's really more like 80%. <laughs> uh, those are not precise numbers, but I think you get what I'm saying. Uh, do we want to just go from the beginning of the match yeah, to the card? Yeah, I just kind
0: of want to hear your impressions. We don't have to talk about every single one, but the stuff that stuck out to you, particularly the stuff that stuck out to you as as... Uh, good like the stuff you liked the most
1: so uh jason kincaid was great right off the bat he was the
0: uh guy who you said looked like a juggalo right
1: no that was darby allen oh no that was darby allen i'm sorry darby, darby allen was the
0: guy with the face paint darby
1: allen has a name like a juggalo which is why i got that yeah. mixed up you said he was the <laughs> he was everyone is talking about how darby allen is like cool and punk and he's Gigi allen and i definitely see that and the inspiration is there but the visual intake I got from him was, this is the guy from the Firestarter video. <laughs> and I'm i, I going to tweet it out from the account of just, if you haven't seen it, the Firestarter video <laughs> is Darby Allen, <laughs> The guy is in a sewer. Just put that guy out of the sewer into a wrestling ring and you have Darby Allen And it's fantastic. I thought He's he great. was great. Yeah. He was a perfect opener. An opener is a hard position to be in because you're starting from the audience cold. They're yeah, on totally. their first beer. And he really just got the energy up. He knew how to antagonize really well. He, all of, obviously all of these people have great careers ahead of him. He is like a definitive shooting star.
0: He was great. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: he was my favorite in this
0: match. And uh, a
1: funny moment
0: that we both really enjoyed. There was this part where he was, um, kind of hanging upside down on the turnbuckle. Like a bat. Yeah, like a bat. And we were like, oh, he he was there for a long time. And I was like, oh man, the blood must be rushing to his head. And Rachel was like, actually, he's a bat. So that's probably just how he sleeps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was also really funny is that we were two minutes in and a magician showed up, which is sort of the the perfect thing for your first wrestling match. I really liked his valet, Candy. Yeah. I liked that. I used to manage a Fredericks of Hollywood, so I immediately was like, she bought two corsets and put them on different sides and that's respectable. (laughs) Good for her. So something I wanted to point out
0: because um, Rachel, when we were at the show, Rachel was talking about how much she loved uh, all the valets and the, the entourage and everything. I don't know if I explained this to you at the time, all of those people are wrestlers.
1: Like, I you figured can't... just because, uh, who was the goth one again? Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla, just the way she interacted with the match later was like, okay, she knows what she's doing. And it, seems, it kind of seems like being a valet is like being an intern. Kind of.
0: It, <laughs> it depends. Like, um, like Candy Cartwright, uh, Jarek 120's valet, is a legitimate. That's the magician and the magician's assistant. Yes. For the
1: listeners. Yes.
0: She's a legitimate women's wrestler. She wrestles in, in shine and shimmer and stuff like that.
1: What was fun for me with the valets is live is because you obviously see the valets kind of make, I guess you could say cameo appearances in TV matches. But when you see it live, you see how much more cr- they are the crowd work. Yes. So they, they, you see how much more integral and important they are to the match. And she did a great job. I think probably an easier example of that is, again, A.R. Fox's crew, because he's yeah. a crew. He comes out with, like, a whole entourage
0: of people. They get in the ring. They dance around. They were great. They, like, put their hats on
1: the ref and, like, grind on him. It's, they're it's, super fun. They're so fun. Uh, and I also, in this match, I just want to give a final shout-out to Jason Kincaid's character, just because... He's basically, you th- look at him and you think Juggalo, but I guess I was corrected on this uh, very politely, uh, that he's more of like chill yoga bro. He's
0: like a steampunk yoga
1: guy, I guess. Steampunk he's like yoga. Burning Man yoga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great way of putting it. And But I just, I really liked him. I liked that his clothes were kind of baggy. He had like a weird scraggly he beard. He had the tusk. He remember? had the tusk sticking out of his leg. He had a I, single tusk I on s- his cargo pants. Still don't know what was going on with it, I, but I really appreciated it either way and he did all three of those guys did really excellent work
0: yeah I thought I thought that match was like a really really strong opener I don't think I liked I think this was like a really good card in general um, the next match was Fred Yehe versus Dom, Dom Garini, which was a lot of what's called chain wrestling which is um, it felt more
1: like "Quote end quote," real fighting. Yeah, and so that was sort of an interesting mix for me because you start off with this very cartoonish match. Yeah, very you acrobatic. Have, you have Gigi Allen, you have a yoga guy, and you have a magician. Yeah, and then you go into a guy who is wrestling barefoot, which I immediately was very stressed out about. Yeah, uh, but we were we met Fred uh, Yehai afterward, and he was an absolute sweetheart. He's so sweet. He's so cute. Oh my god! Adorable, adorable, and like not that Dom Guarini wouldn't be a sweetheart or charming, but like we, we just didn't meet him. We just talked to Fred, and I was like, he was so sweet. Yeah, uh, and we wanted. He also
0: th- had a really funny promo at the end where he said that because Freddie had won, and he said that. uh Fred, he said, I'm the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yes! And Dom Guarini is a victim of religious persecution, which is so weird.
1: because he was definitely, I, maybe it's because he's cute. I was coding him as the face the whole time. Yeah. So for the face to come up and be like, subtextually, I have a problem with the Jews is really <laughs> wild. <laughs>
0: Then we had Hot Sauce with Stokely Hathaway uh, versus Anthony Henry, which
1: I think was pretty fun.
0: I liked that one. That was
1: a really, really fun one. We just want to, we both want to brag that we got the Stokely follow this week. Uh, Stokely's been blowing my, blowing my notifications up. Thank you,
0: Stokely. I love you. Stokely's fucking
1: great. So Hot Sauce was fun because he's from Brooklyn and it's a New York City match. So it was very much, he was very much trying to be like a guy with heart. Uh, I he's not bad at his job whatsoever Stokely brought the personality to it
0: well they had like a fun little story they told where um the so uh Tracy Williams Hot Sauce lost and the reason he lost is because Stokely kind of interfered with the match a little bit like accidentally so like Hot Sauce was mad at Stokely and then um the the end came out which is like a tag team um they sort of rushed the stage yeah. and started attacking everybody and they Stokely had this great moment where he jumped in the ring with a chair and was just like come on everybody Stokely's like a pretty little like bald black guy who is wearing like a like a duster
1: Like he just had yeah, Like the weirdest wearing, outfit He was wearing a duster From Forever 21 Yeah, yeah It yeah. was like It was a very pretty I wouldn't say maroon But closer to like a, Maybe a burnt maroon I was gonna say burgundy A burgundy yeah. duster <laughs> like a lighter material He looked
0: great Yeah So he gets in the ring He's just like Come on everybody And then um, One of the guys from the end Comes up behind him And is about to beat The shit out of him And then Hot Sauce runs in And saves him So it's like
1: They have a little fight And then they're like That clip was on Twitter And I found it Oh great yeah, it was great because it was from a different angle because we were looking at Stokely head on and we see the one guy from the end behind him. And yeah. if you watch the clip, you can hear you yelling like, he's right behind. <laughs> <What>? uh, uh, <laughs> which was really <laughs> great I thought it was adorable uh,
0: That's my, one of my favorite things to yell
1: What I also really liked about Stokely And again this is to the power of the valet After his match was over He sat in the audience And it's kind of like when you're at the circus And a clown sits down for like a surprise <laughs> thing later yeah. uh, I really liked Anthony Henry's fighting style yeah, he was good. I thought that was a really good mid-card match. There yeah. was a lot of good smaller narratives within it. The characters were very well defined. Yeah, um, and just 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 a fun, just a fun match. I can't wait to see Stokely wrestle himself. Yeah, he's he's good. A ton of fun. He's just just a good performer who knows how to be on stage. He's really
0: fun. He's he's got um, some real good comedic chops. Uh, I find him very entertaining. I like him a lot.
1: Definitely. So
0: then there was that run in that weird run in like tag match, which I feel like we both were just kind of whatever about. Although there was some good chair stuff in it. There
1: was good chair stuff in the tag match, but because they rushed the stage and were out of order on the card, we were just a little confused.
0: Yeah, as people who like I've got on to Evolve shows live but I don't keep up with Evolve so I don't really know them um I do really like Chris Dickinson and Jacka. I think they're really cool
1: they were great yeah. oh my gosh but I just I wanted the thing is is that they were very clearly defined personalities but I didn't know any of the story and it was harder to follow because they came in Scream. They didn't cut any promos They just came yeah, in they screaming just came in. So it was harder to follow I want to know more about them But I just I don't have enough Of an impression to give The one
0: thing I do like About the end uh, Is that both times I've seen them, they've done a run in like that. And I like that their crazy metal song plays like the whole time they're yeah. beating people
1: up. I think that's like really cool and fun. It wasn't, there was no intermission, but if that, there was an intermission, that was it. Like it was a metal, let's all go to the lobby while these dudes are mashing <laughs> each other with chairs.
0: Uh, so then after that was, I think, probably both our favorite match of the night, which was Matt, Matt Riddle versus James Drake. Which was super fun.
1: Yeah. Those two yeah. were switched. Those were switched because I was like, I did like Keith Lee, but I thought it was Matt <laughs> The Matt Riddle one was excellent. Uh, for those who Kath mentioned Matt Riddle earlier but Matt Riddle is a UFC fighter who was an MMA fighter who was in UFC do I have that right? He was UFC he was UFC and he was was
0: like a jujitsu champion jujitsu
1: champion who got kicked out of UFC because he refused to stop smoking weed yeah he got well he got suspended
0: and then he like made a thing about it of like it's stupid that you're suspending me for this I'm not I didn't smoke weed as a performance enhancing drug this is stupid and then they got rid of him they stopped using him I don't understand
1: how we could ever improve your performance as a wrestler. Yeah, and there's such a
0: long, sad history of people who work in these kinds of industries getting addicted to pain pills. So yeah. Weed- we
1: talked about Prince on this. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a thing. And this is also a guy who clearly values his body and it's his tool and it's his job and he clearly wants to keep himself in good shape in the healthiest way possible. Like, he knows the lifespan of his career.
0: Yeah. But, uh... A thing I like about Matt Riddle that I think is very apparent, like you have this story about him not being in UFC anymore because of weed, but he just comes across as like, the biggest stoner sweetheart like golden retriever man
1: you told me about him (laughs) and he came on stage and i started laughing so (laughs) hard because he comes on stage he's in the thicker brimmed flip-flops that you get for 30 dollars at pax on instead of two dollars at old navy yep (laughs) sideways baseball cap sideways baseball cap the flip-flops definitely have a bottle opener in the bottle and the bottom of them. (laughs) Uh, And I noticed that he could have gone with like Nike slides or Adidas slides. He was wearing flip flops. That's a choice. He's wearing a (laughs) zip up some sort of he's wearing some sort of zip up jacket. And he's just got these big dimples. He looks like Hercules. There is no that sounds like hyperbole. He just is the literal. If you were to have Hercules stand in front of you, it's Matt Riddle. Yeah, I
0: one of the things I really like about Matt Riddle is that he, obviously his body is insane. He, he's in an incredible shape and he's like a beautiful man, but he also, his features are so exaggerated and he... Just has this like perfect, like high Renaissance face. Yeah. That every time I've seen him, this is probably my fourth time seeing him. And every time I see him and I take pictures, they all look like Caravaggio paintings. Like he just, the way that he sells and the way that he, he just, his eyes kind of roll back in his head and like, it's just the ecstasy of St. Teresa, like, every time I see him. What was
1: it, so you say, that because he, later, he ha- was ha- was bleeding from his chest right yeah. over his heart, which is, of course, it was over his house heart. And you, what was it that you said? It was something of St. Sebastian? Yeah, it
0: reminds me of, yeah, so he, this match, so he was against uh, this guy, James Drake, who was also awesome. Uh, oh, he kicked ass. Big, big hoss guy, like a big, uh, yeah. big burly Southern dude. And there was a lot of like with most Matt Riddle up matches, there were a lot of chops. Um, and Matt Riddle had fought Keith Lee the night before, and I think he opened up. I think he cut himself doing that. And then oh. when they were chopping each other, Matt Riddle's pec started bleeding again, and it it was oh, just. I
1: thought it, I thought that was literally because he hit himself on the ropes too hard. It could it was be a rope abrasion. It could easily be. I but I <sighs> he I know Keith Lee the night before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. would need a month. <laughs> Keith Lee is huge. Keith, oh, he is a fucking God. truck.
0: We're going to get to that too. But yeah, um, our friend, uh, Hunk tears was at that show. Yeah. where Matt little and, and Keith Lee fought. Hey babe. So, Hey, what's up? Um, so yeah, so, but his, his peck starts bleeding and it's these perfect, like perpendicular lines of blood, these little trails of blood. And oh, it reminded and like, me of a, a painting of St. Sebastian. Uh, St. Sebastian is always full of arrows. That's yes. like his tell, like in these Renaissance paintings, um, every saint has like the way they died sort of in their portrait and St. Sebastian is full of arrows and there, there's just, he's, he's super beautifully muscled. In a and way, this is
1: the most Italian you've ever been describing mom, the
0: saints. My mom's an art history professor. So oh, I like, I knew that that's still
1: really cool though.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's just the way that the blood was coming out of his peck just reminded me of all of those paintings of St. Sebastian. And like every time I see my I'm just, I just think of, renaissance catholic art like what i also
1: really liked about matt riddle is i went to his twitter afterward and in his bio he was like i'm happily married yeah (laughs) he well that's that tells such a mini story in itself that he was getting thirst traps (laughs) and it's one thing to ignore them but it's another to be like no i don't want these is that oh what a good man it's so
0: funny because i really didn't get the appeal on film for him like I thought he was kind of weird looking and then I saw him in person and I was like
1: wow (laughs) like oh my maybe that's the Fergal trick for us maybe yeah could Uh. be could be uh so that's if you want us to like Fergal buy us tickets to see him
0: yeah (laughs) close up please So the next match was Keith Lee versus Air Fox, which probably my second favorite. This was the one I was most excited for.
1: Yeah, you were really excited for me to just see Keith Lee move in the ring Keith Lee rules, man. We can't I love him. Overstate it. I would say Keith Lee is just he. I I don't want to say bigger than the Rock because I think <laughs> the Rock is slightly taller, but he's big, dude. He's huge. He's really big. Uh, and he's versus Ar Fox, little is, flippy guy. It's it's it was a great match too of just kind of like these two guys who was like one is there, one is like the slightly older there who that guy who is there to teach the young little shit about manners. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so fun. Ar Fox was perfect because he has his little posse. Who you were like this? They, they are 100 the reason this place smells like weed. That's
0: Ar Fox, like Matt Riddle, is known as a, a massive pothead.
1: Oh, I just thought that that was you were saying that as part of like the whole look and a pe- uh, part yeah, of the gimmick. because they just bring out a party. They, they just, just bring, bring out a party. a party. I just, it's very funny. It would. I was thinking about like, what if they have a spray that smells like weed that they just, <laughs> instead of smoking. I think they it, just
0: smoke a lot of I weed. Think,
1: <laughs> it could be both. It's either either work, but I think it would be really funny if they were like, all right, guys, it's time. <laughs> (laughs) to prep final makeup cover yourself in the weeds (laughs) in like the weed smell uh i really loved his girl valet yeah she was great she was fantastic so good i every time there was a count out of one two whenever uh AR had Keith in a hold and the ref was like two oh like a pin oh there, every time there was a pin and one of the guys in AR's posse was turning around and was like two the whole time getting mad yeah he was getting mad and he was getting mad as a communication system to the audience which yeah. was great again yeah. it's perfect storytelling and the way that they're managing to do it was wonderful uh the way the girl was—what was her name? Do we know? I don't. Know. I don't remember oh, her we can name. Look it up later. Uh, the way the girl was interacting with the audience and like being a hater, like just just absolutely playing her role of secondary heel. Um, and then there was the guy who shouted the thing about the weave but he, he shout, the guy with the weave shouted something back
0: well the girl did the girl yes that was it so the guy shouted like I like your weave or whatever and the girl turns around and goes
1: it's called self expression <laughs> and everyone was like yeah yeah that was that was a fantastic <laughs> moment it was her. really good uh, um, there and, was
0: another part of this one of my favorite moments in this match um, there were a lot of really cool moves Airfox Fox did this like awesome flip onto Keith Lee onto the apron and, and it was super fun But, uh, one of my favorite moment was probably, um, you, I think you were getting a drinker in the bathroom at this point, but, uh, AR Fox had Keith Lee in a pin and Keith Lee kicked out so hard that AR Fox went flying across the ring, which like, it was so fun. And obviously it was like an intentional move on, on AR Fox's part, but like, it was such a fun, smart decision of like. Look how much of an underdog I am. Look at like
1: yeah. It look was, at the power of the guy. It was a very Looney Tunes match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I really, it was just so enjoyable. And that was a fun one too because I got to see it just from a different perspective in the room, which more fun. And you get to see it from all those different angles. It was. We could probably spend way more time on this match, but we're gonna move forward for the sake of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the final one was Zack Saber Jr. defending his title. Yep against Austin Theory with his goth girlfriend, Pris- Priscilla Kelly. Yep. Every single person in that match was fantastic. We have already talked about how we're huge fans, fans of Zach on this show. Yep. Um, but I the standout to me was Priscilla. Yeah, you really liked her. I loved her. I loved the fact that she was goth and had a properly goth contour. Uh, what do you mean by that? She just, like, her, her makeup on her face wasn't, she didn't go for a traditional, she, her, her contour was gray. And it mm-hmm. worked for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had this, this, I don't even know where you could find a foundation shade that pale that isn't just paint. <laughs> uh, but everything about her was cool. I liked that she and Austin kind of didn't make sense vi- visually as a couple for him to have <laughs> a goth girlfriend, but she was goth. Uh, it was just a really fun match, and I, Zach was in the first ever wrestling uh, wrestling thing I watched, so it was fun to see that. What was that? It was when I watched New Japan with you. Oh, right, yeah, he was in that golem match for yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and yeah, it was great because you were like, "Oh, he's a little communist," and I was like, "Oh, I like him."
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, a note I wrote down for this one is Zach the Crab Man because he just like <laughs> he just kind of climbs around whoever he's wrestling. Like I said, he's a very technical wrestler. He he specializes in um, like submission holds and, and bridges and stuff like that he's real bendy he does like yeah. those like back bends and stuff um, but I just like find that really interesting because it's such a different style um, and it looks legitimately really painful and yeah it's an interesting way for a small guy to wrestle because he like I said he will wrestle people much bigger than him and he'll just sort of climb around them and like I latch himself that. on and around and yeah. he I mean Austin Theory is not that not that big but it's. I mean
1: to be fair they're all huge they just they're next to these somehow even bigger characters right, right, right. Like AR Fox there's a conceit under all of this is that when we describe somebody as small they can still kick our ass oh yeah the, no they're all completely muscle bound but and everything Fox, but some people aren't short some people aren't broad next to keith lee next to keith lee anybody looks small yeah yeah yeah. i look 410 probably next to him yeah he's
0: a he's a just a side of beef that guy he's huge
1: <laughs> god i love keith lee
0: we yeah. like i know we're trying to move on but <laughs> we're gonna we're man, just gonna keith go Lee's over fucking and, rules
1: he's, <laughs> i can't wait to see him again he was so much fun i want to be his friend yeah he seems that's the other thing is that he didn't even he didn't do as much interacting with the crowd but you got the distinct impression that like you could be Keith Lee's friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just seems just like a cool chill. dude.
1: Okay, we should talk about the Austin match a little more. Austin was such a fun villain.
0: Yeah, I yeah. legitimately
1: didn't like him in the ring, which is why I knew he was good at his job.
0: Yep, yeah. That was a very clearly defined one. And that's something I want to talk about before we move on to, to what happened after the show. But... Um, for a lot of the show, you, you were kind of like, is he the heel? Is he the heel? Is yeah. he the heel? And I think that's like a very common thing that people do when they start watching wrestling because that's what they know about it. Yeah. And I think that that's like... I felt bad. I felt like it was annoying you a little bit. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted to sort of clarify that it not every match has that dynamic. Yeah. And I think that you don't have to necessarily identify that right away in order to enjoy it Mm. I think that like and especially we talked in the first episode about how like you come to this really wanting to know everything you are very knowledge like that is how you define like your worth and the worth of whatever you're watching and I think that um, that's cool and great and I think that that's like a very uh, amenable way to understand this but I think sometimes like you don't need to worry about who's yeah. good, who's bad, just figure out who you like, figure out who the crowd likes.
1: I need to let go of, like, my technical grip and just experience yeah, it more. Yeah, especially because
0: there isn't... That it just isn't necessarily what's going on in every match. True. I think in this match, there was a pretty clear heel face. There definitely
1: was, and I think I'm also looking at this from a very rigid WWE perspective, when in indie leagues, you can have a little more openness and a little more weirdness and a little more back and forth.
0: Well, there's less... um like promo stuff in indies. Like yeah. people just come out and wrestle, and sometimes they do a quick promo at the end. Um, but it's not like with WWE, you have like these more explicitly fleshed out characters. Sometimes they don't make fucking sense because WWE doesn't book great sometimes, but <laughs> there's at least a conceit that you understand the, the, their motivations more specifically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I want to talk about then what happened after the show, because I think that this would be something that our listeners might find relatable. Oh, there was one
1: more thing you wanted to say about this match. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Is that it's when I definitely... When I really found my footing with heckling and shouting out because that was my <laughs> shout out because we I, we, I knew the most about Zach's character, so I felt the most comfortable. And you kept yelling like, "Do it for Corbin.
0: <laughs> um, just pin him for socialism. That was my one. That was my one joke. I said, you get one. Mine was Corbin stuff.
1: I when there was a great moment in the match where Priscilla distracts Zach, and then kicks him in the face, mm-hmm. and then I screamed "Goth Teresa May" at her, which I was really proud of. <laughs> and everybody, that was when I felt people looking at me like, "What? What's going on here?" And then, <laughs> but I also that helped reinforce my "You get one." But then yes. after the match, uh, we they were they were all out in the hallway afterward, and Kath went to the bathroom, and I was like, "Do you want to meet some wrestlers?" And you got nervous. I just. This is the thing. I first of
0: all, I have like a lot of respect for these people. Um, obviously, I like think what they do is amazing, and I am so grateful that they like put so much of themselves on the line to entertain me. But also, as a comedian, as someone who's worked in entertainment for so long, I don't really have experience meeting someone as a fan. I like, I've been a hanger on in a green room, which is not a. I'm That's- not saying it as like I'm in an elevated position the way I meet people, but I've just never been like. I've never like been like meet and greet line. No, I get people. exactly
1: what you mean, because even if you're in a green room with a more famous person, since you're in the green room, you're on slightly more even territory. It's not
0: even even territory. It's just like a like a different context. It's yeah,
1: yeah that, I, exactly. Because you're not
0: just like straight up. Fan.
1: Yeah, we're both huge fans of Patton, and we have both met Patton, but it was a little easier to talk. I mean, probably much more so for you, because you were literally his co-worker for the night.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's that, but even just meeting comics that I'm not on a show with, or, like, being backstage at a music thing, because I know the owner of the venue, or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just not the same as meeting someone in a meet-and-greet line with, like, 50 people who are also waiting to meet that person. Yeah. So... I think I just get nervous about it because I don't want to feel like I'm wasting their time. And I also feel like, what am I going to get out of this? Am I like, are they going to enjoy this? Am I going to enjoy this? I get stressed out.
1: I understand it. And I said this to you, and I'm going to say this on mic because this is my defense on it. Yes, you're with 50 other people who also want to be noticed by Senpai. Yeah. But <laughs> that is part of this performers no matter what they perform whether it's wrestling or music or comedy or writing that is part of their job it is and, and they're also- there they're there to sell t-shirts there's there there to meet people they're there to keep their job going and yes it's a it's definitely a weirder part of it because you don't want to feel entitled to someone's time but i said this to you the night of it's different if say like zach were zach wound up at the same Korean restaurant we were at we probably wouldn't talk to him as much just because you know you're eating that's you're, your private time. that's your private time yeah. you're no longer a character there but Zach is he's selling t-shirts we can talk to him and we you were nervous and I was like it's fine and maybe that's just maybe I just have way more uh, hubris than I
0: can well, handle you're, you're much more of an extrovert than I am I'm very introverted even though I'm a performer and everything like that's where
1: all my extroversion is I'm yeah. not like you definitely have your results of like I'm staying in for the weekend I need to recharge. Yeah and even just like in meeting people like I, I, it's not that I'm
0: shy I just and I've always had a problem with meeting people where I want something from them and they're like the power dynamic is in that way of like they clearly know I want something from them that they have and when, when it's somebody who's famous or whose show i just watched or whatever the thing i want from them is is their time yeah. and it's so silly because like
1: i'm a comedian people come up to me after shows i love it like v- the vast majority of people are delightful we had people and come up after come up to us after this show and say hi to us and they like yeah, the show we really, you so much thank you
0: brad i i just the reason i wanted to talk about this is because i feel like i just want to say if anybody out there is like worried about this it was fine <laughs> everybody was so nice um yeah we talked to fred yeha and, and zach sabre yeah, jr just,
1: we just ran into fred yeha and i turned around and was like hey you were great this is my first wrestling match this is my friend he was friend. a sweetheart
0: we gave him hugs
1: she he was got great. Me into it <laughs> we do a podcast do you want to come on it and he was like yeah and even if the yeah was even if the yeah was just being polite he said yes and that's all that you need is that regardless of whether or not he's placating you, he's being nice and he's doing his job. And Zach was a sweetheart. Everyone was nice. It was
0: just, yeah, everybody's cool. Definitely, if you enjoyed the show, go tell the wrestlers you like that you enjoyed the show. They will appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And Zach, we also talked to him about healthcare right away because we're caricatures of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was down to talk about socialism. Yeah. Um, he's a sweetheart. And he was just very gregarious and nice and just a very easy person to talk to. And that's part of his job is that he has to be open to meeting people. Like, can you imagine?
0: I guess that's the thing that makes me uncomfortable is that um, because I know after I do comedy, I, I like talking to people, but I also am exhausted and especially exhausted in like a social way. And it's like, I know these people are doing their job. Do they want to get off work right now?
1: <laughs> like, that's... You know what I mean? I... My opinion is that if they wanted to get off work, then they wouldn't be at their separate march tables. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. I also...
0: The thing I wanted to remind myself... I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> the thing I want to remind myself, too, is like, I have way better social skills than most wrestling fans. I shouldn't freak out about yep. it. Yup. And also, <laughs>
1: plainly, we're girls. Yeah. <laughs> we're girls. Uh, the other big takeaway I got from walking through the meet and greet is how... like we. I saw all of the kids that were at the show lined up and completely hyped to meet Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is gonna be huge.
0: Well, Matt Riddle is, like, I think exactly what... If you ask, like, in a a nine-year-old boy what they wanted to be like when they grew up, they would say they wanted to be like Matt and Riddle. And they
1: didn't know who John Cena was. Yeah,
0: Matt Riddle is like a ninja turtle.
1: Like yes, He is, he is. He's so cute. <laughs> and if we see him again, I want to say hi to him, but I could, I wanted to meet more of them, but I feel, this is where I get weird about meet and greets is that you don't want To overdo it and be like, okay, I met this person. I'm going to take up this person's time. You just kind of... You have to pick one or two and do that. And on the way, out, be like, hey, dude, you were great. And just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Just wave at everybody. That was my big uh, thing. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We loved meeting Zach. I loved going to this. I had a great time. Uh, They just... These are guys who are good at their jobs. And yeah. it's it's a hard job to be on the road all the time.
0: It's exhausting. It's physically, obviously, doing the matches are exhausting, but they are traveling, you know, multiple states a week.
1: I just, like, the jet lag alone and then getting thrown. You got, you got beaten up by Keith Lee. You got on a plane. Yeah, you, you had you- to sit in a plane. That's sore. And they're definitely flying coach, too. Yeah. These guys are not flying first class. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which is why,
0: also, the other thing is... um I think if you want to talk to somebody, like, it's fine. You don't need to buy anything. But if you can, buy something. Because they don't make a lot of money. They really don't. No. So, yeah. support for your local wrestlers. I
1: think that also the reason I was more comfortable with this is because I've gone to New York Comic Cons in the past. So, I know people are there to do their job. If you want to get an autograph from somebody, you got to spend at least 10 bucks at their booth yep. to be polite. Yeah. Or, like, get a photo. And they often have photo charges, but... Uh, that's the guy who played Chewbacca once was really mean to me. Cause I was <laughs> like, oh shoot, I don't have enough money to do this. I don't mean to waste your time. And he waved me away really meanly. Oh my God. Peter <laughs> Mayhew was mean to me, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> so our final thing we wanted to talk about on this is sort of t- completely taking away from interacting with something in real life. And we're going to talk about internet stuff yeah
0: so this is like a totally unrelated bit uh from the evolved show but and we're a little over time so we can't talk about it for too long but i love this story so much so this week there was an incredible unfolding of drama in the wrestling internet community and
1: by the time this is released there might be more so if it's incomplete we apologize (laughs) yeah so um this woman
0: abby arthur who I guess she was like, uh, she was a wrestling Twitter personality and she wrote for some websites, like just kind of a, a wrestling. She wasn't a wrestler, she didn't work for any company or anything, but she was just kind of like around. Uh, she apparently has been faking cancer for like two years.
1: That's incredible. Yeah, two years. What's the most incredible thing is is that I live such an online life is that this is not the first time I've heard of someone no, faking cancer. This is
0: a classic story. This yeah. is As soon as I saw it, I was like, I know exactly how this is going to go and I'm fucking here for it. It's this the is, best.
1: This is the dice game of the internet.
0: Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> it's so good. So, um, yeah, she was raising money she had a GoFundMe she had a YouCaring page she raised over $10,000 in two years so the the extra like icing on the cake of this is people realized people searched her on like um, she lived in Georgia and they searched like public criminal records in Georgia and stuff. And right around the time she said she got cancer, she got uh, arrested for a DUI. (laughs) So she's clearly using her fake cancer money to pay her DUI like court fees and stuff.
1: What's insane about that is you could just say, I got a DUI and people would probably help you out. (laughs) Probably for the same amount. Yeah, it's
0: just amazing. So
1: she was stealing
0: pictures. Um, She was just like, faking everything people found out about it and then this is the best part which is again a classic online drama response is people were like hey you've been
1: faking cancer and she faked her own death
0: i've never seen
1: somebody fake their own death before really yeah maybe i Hmm. love internet i love
0: munchausen's by internet people so i'm like (laughs) I'm super this is like a classic pattern to Yeah, me. I well cuz
1: like I've seen Mommy Dead and Dearest and it's a great doc. Oh, it's I great. Oh, it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's just it's your tale as old as time if you're an online idiot like us. <laughs> and so yeah, she she logged onto her account pretending to be her sister and was like, "I found Abby's phone and uh like I don't know if it's because of her cancer or because of the empty bottle of Xanax that was found next to her body." But like just clearly like this is on you guys. Like she died because you bullied her. She wrote a fake note from her doctor about her death. so good. That's the fakest shit I've ever seen because like it's the doctor's like, well, it could have been Xanax or it could have been that we fucked up putting staples in her stomach. And it's like a doctor would never fucking admit that. The doctor would never put that in writing. And never, never. It's so
1: stupid. Um so yeah, she got found out. This is casual. I just I (laughs) fucked up her surgery. Uh Doctor Real Guy signing off now. Uh, yeah so and this is all stored on a website that has some sort of, that has the 4chan avatar in the corner so i just assume that you're gonna get viruses on your computer probably, just for being yeah. on here probably
0: yeah it's called lullstorage.com so uh, at least it's not encyclopedia
1: dramatica yeah <laughs> uh which is definitely puts uh bugs on my on, on old computers of mine uh, it's it's so that's such a good scam. And you were saying that there's a lot of this in wrestling. Well, apparently there was another guy like two
0: years ago who faked his own death on a wrestling message board, and apparently he came back from the dead to talk shit on her, which fucking rules. That's like the best thing ever.
1: Like he <laughs> came is back, Craig's ghost. I hate that bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, I just it makes perfect sense to me that wrestling fans fucking love drama of all kinds like that everybody was so into this I'm it makes perfect sense there's
1: not more faked deaths in the ring unless you know what <laughs> we haven't delved into attitude error i'm gonna take that back i'm sure there there's is some death
0: stuff but just people faking their own death online always a classic um the one thing i do want to say also before we go uh, shout out to flip Gordon who blocked us flip Gordon blocked us because we were making fun of him for being a flat earther <laughs> and we said I, I tweeted from the account like we're sending our west coast correspondent hunk tears to start a flat earth chant at flip Gordon at the show tonight and
1: he f- name searched and blocked
0: us. he name searched and blocked us <laughs> a few weeks ago when all this flat stuff came out about him being a flat earther he was like a good sport about it and he was name searching but he was faving everything like I'm not mad it's funny to me <sighs>
1: it's just it's a the the other bummer part of this is that i will see a wrestler in other media that i'm watching and be like oh this guy's really likable and you'll be like trump supporter i'm just like fuck
0: yeah <laughs> we definitely should do an episode about that in the future about the politics of all of this stuff the viewership doesn't lean right but the industry leans right and there are a lot of right that's an interesting shitting.
1: misconception too of like people who assume like oh wrestling is only watched by like Poor conservative assholes,
0: which, The quote unquote white working class. Yeah, the quote unquote yeah.
1: white working class, which is I gotta say, like a very lib take.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely not true. Yeah. I, it's. Um, if you look, there they did a study about this a while ago about what your sports viewing habits say about your politics generally, like what the trends are.
1: Okay, and they
0: included WWE in that, and WWE was the f- one of the furthest left. NBA was a little further left. Not
1: surprised.
0: NBA was a little further left. Okay. Um but. WWE was the second furthest left, but also the lowest participation. So, like, participation in the Democratic process. Okay. So, a lot of people left, not a lot of voters, which I think is interesting.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: But, yeah, like, people who say it's all backward right-wing rednecks are completely incorrect.
1: Yeah, and gotta say, classist?
0: Yeah, I I think so, absolutely. So in conclusion, shout out to Flip Gordon. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry you got mad
1: online, dude. It you, happens. Have, you have
0: bad opinions. Um, you can do flips. That's cool, I
1: guess. It's in your name. Yeah. I looked at his avatar, he's not a bad looking guy. <laughs>
0: uh but yeah, come on the show, talk about your flat earth opinions. Yeah. It'll be cool.
1: Defend us, we will approach it in good faith.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, so that's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes at WrestleSplania. Um, Those five star reviews really, really, really help us get uh, more visibility for the podcast. We really appreciate that. Uh, Our email is WrestleSplania at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at WrestleSplania. we have a show coming up, a live show that's going to be real fun with Street Fight Radio, uh, Murder Brian, and Brett Payne. That's at Littlefield, March 30th. Tickets will be on sale soon. They're $10. Uh, it should be a real fun time. Uh, Shout outs to Lily Boshin, who made our avatar. Thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Shout out to Hunk Tears, who's basically our co producer at this point. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Um, to dog, Dogs Punk who drew this amazing poster for our live show with Brian and Brett that I just I love it it's I, so good I almost cried because I'm a dweeb it's wonderful <laughs> yes and so
0: yeah thank you so much everybody and thanks guys we'll talk to you next week we'll see you later Bye. bye how was that